Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Grind Podcast. Today we have a special podcast with Proof Research. We've got Nathan Bishop on the line and then we've also got Ben. Ben, what's your last name? White. Ben White. Ben White. Ben is the weapons engineer at Proof Research and then Nathan Bishop is marketing specialist. So we're going to have the two on the line and we're going to talk Proof Research. We're going to talk carbon fiber and we're going to talk a little bit of tech. We're also going to talk about how proof gets you in lighter, farther. Obviously, I want to tell a story about when I decided that I was done with steel barrels. But before we do that, what's up, guys? Good morning. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? Very busy, (laughs) as you probably expect. Yeah, I I know you guys are slammed right now. Given the state of the (laughs) union and what's going on in the gun world, it's safe to say it's pretty nuts, huh? It is crazy, but we're, we're doing, we're doing okay. We're, we've, uh, over the past year, we've continually trying to increase our production, so maintaining our quality and just continue to grow the business and keep stuff going out the door. So, yeah, definitely. And you got to keep customers happy by shipping them stuff. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. All that while we're still a premium brand, you know, so we want to still maintain the integrity of our products, but Definitely feeling the demand right now and just in terms of kind of the overall state of the industry. Yeah, absolutely. And that and that's one thing you guys have kind of always had to deal with was demand, I feel like. I don't think you guys have ever had a point where you were sitting around twiddling your thumbs waiting to sell barrels or rifles for that matter. From what I can remember, even back in the day, you guys were a 16-week lead time. And it sounds like you're about right there again, right? Uh, we're probably a little farther out than that, but we, we've got, you know, we, we do have, we sell through distribution and have a fairly wide dealer network. So we're always feeling, filling orders for dealers. So there's a good chance well, under normal times, if you're looking for a barrel, there's a dealer's going to have that on the shelf somewhere. You know, if you call around, look around. And even right now, when everything is hard to get, the best way to do that is get your order in. If you're looking for product, get an order in through the dealer. There's a chance they already have some on order that are coming. You can get in line for, if not they'll, they'll get some coming for you. So Kind of the best best thing right now if you're looking for product is is go looking for it and then even if you can't find it in stock get it get it booked with one of our dealers and and we'll get it out to you as soon as we can that's good it's good to know you guys are working hard trying to get consumers and, and dealers products so kudos mm-hmm. to you guys during the stressful time I, i'd like to start off by talking about how my relationship started with proof research okay it, it's kind of a cool story so i don't know it had to been six seven maybe even eight years ago i'm hunting the whitetail woods in northern idaho right I finally had my first custom gun built, and it was a 300 uh, Win Mag. Big old steel barrel, Bell & Carlson stock, heavy night force, and I was hiking this steep ridge, and I, I didn't have a sling for it yet. I didn't, never really been a backpack hunter. Believe it or not, I've always, I grow, always grew up hunting horseback, and now that I'm kind of a backpack hunter, it's hard to believe that now. But So I, I didn't really have a way to, to strap uh, my gun in my pack, and I wanted to be ready in case a whitetail got up. Anyway, I'm on this steep hillside, and I remember just thinking, I'm tired of lugging this heavy rifle around. I'm tired of it. And uh, whitetail got up, and I went to, and it was a giant. We're talking 180-inch, just booner whitetail, and trying to freehand that shot. I'm just like, it wasn't happening. And I remember thinking, I got, I'm like, I'm getting me a proof. I remember thinking, this is it. I'm getting me a proof and I'm going to figure out how to do it. <laughs> and I didn't really know anyone at proof at the time. I didn't know much <laughs> about proof at the time, but, but the little research I knew that I had done at that time, that's what I wanted because I wanted to be lightweight. 
I want to be able to go farther, harder. And I'm always constantly refining my kid as a backcountry mule deer hunter. I'm always trying to get better. And that's why I felt like proof was a good solution for me. Yeah, definitely. So we're, we're all about keeping that weight down while still maintaining absolute performance and, you know, exceptional durability, which I'm sure we're going to get into all that here just shortly. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, just a subtle reminder about Goat Knives. Goat Knives is the most innovative product to hit in recent memory. It's a backcountry tool, replaceable blade knife, all in one. Now, the knife, the Capra Hunter TI, features these Allen keys that you can fit inside the titanium handle itself. And that way, should any of your equipment fail, you need to tighten some Allens on your tripod or your scope or your rest or adjust some sights. You have that stuff for the backcountry. And it's super lightweight. And we're going to give you a discount. Code MuleyFreak. Use it, Goat Knives. Check out the Capra Hunter TI. Check out the Carbon Tur. Travis is a phenomenal guy, runs a phenomenal business. So I just want to give a little shout out to him. So let's talk about barrel life. Most guys don't need to worry about barrel life, but I think one of the things that people think about is with a carbon fiber barrel that they're not going to get as much barrel life. And that's largely going to depend on the caliber and the load and whatnot. But I figured we have the engineer on the line. Why not speak to some of the attributes of, of carbon, uh, namely proof carbon, and let's let's run through heat dissipation and impact shift, if any, which I'm guessing there's not much, if any, and then also weight. Can we just dive into some of the, the uh, attributes of carbon? Absolutely. Well, heat, heat's what kills barrels. Um, so when you're specifically talking about backcountry hunting, most of those rifles traditionally have had a very thin barrel on them, which is going to heat up really fast. So if you're at the range uh, trying to get your load dialed in or your rifle sighted in, it's, it was, wasn't unusual to see somebody sitting there for hours. You know, they'll take a shot and then let their barrel cool. One, to keep the barrel from getting too hot and bring it out prematurely, but also to keep the point of impact to the same place, you know, because as those thin barrels heat up, they have a tendency to move around quite a bit. So with a carbon barrel, the bullet's still bearing on a stainless steel liner. So we've got, we use a 416R stainless, which is known for its good wear characteristics and long life and also being capable of making very precise barrels from it. But there's this kind of misnomer that the carbon fiber kind of traps the heat in. So you're baking that liner essentially. And that's just, that's just not true, at least with, with our barrels. So the, the carbon has some interesting properties. It's conductive. It's got a high heat capacity, which means as you put heat into it, it doesn't warm up quite as fast as steel. Mm-hmm. But then the resin, which we kind of bond the carbon to the barrel, isn't quite as conductive of heat as the as the steel. So how you how you lay the carbon on the barrel and how much carbon is in the, the wrap compared to the amount of resin can drastically affect the thermal performance of the barrel. So some of the things we do are we a lot of our layers, you know, the carbon layers as we as we build them up on the barrel are orientated kind of along the barrel so that the carbon tends to conduct heat away from the hot parts of the barrel and distribute it down the length to the cooler parts of the barrel. So the whole barrel heats up more uniformly. Uh, and then it's also more efficient getting rid of heat because of that. You get the whole barrel heating up together instead of just one or two hot spots. In addition to that, the way we wind the fiber onto the barrel, we do that under tension. So we get a very high what they call like carbon or fiber volume, you know, so there's very little resin, just the bare minimum to hold things together, but we're winding that fiber on tight. So it's all nice and compact and there's the maximum amount of carbon fiber within the barrel. So we tend to see, and we've done extensive testing to kind of prove this to ourselves is that, you know, as we you know take successive shots, um, the barrel does heat up slower because 
that carbon absorbs more heat, like I said, as it as it comes up before it comes up in temperature. It also spreads that heat out and makes it more efficient at getting rid of the heat so it does cool off faster. So how does that affect barrel life to kind of wrap the question up? Because we're not holding that heat in, the barrel life is not is definitely not taking a hit. You're not getting seeing any less barrel life with a carbon fiber barrel. In some situations, you know, where with a steel barrel, especially a skinny one, where you take a couple successive shots and you get that barrel up hot, you're not getting that carbon barrel quite as hot. So you might see just a little bit of life extension there, but but you're definitely not seeing any any detriment. And I think that's one of the big kind of um, uh, misconceptions about the whole carbon barrel thing. Right. But I think that's important, you know, on the to reiterate, like on the hunting side of things. Uh, as Ben mentioned, like how some of the thinner steel barrels have a tendency to heat up and, you know, a guy at a range sighting in his rifle for the hunting season, that barrel could be running really pretty hot. And it is going to, you know, there's a decent chance that that barrel is going to act a little differently once in the field. If he's sighting in his rifle after running X number of rounds through it, where our barrel and how things are done, you know, to mitigate the heat and dissipate it throughout you're temperature and how that barrel is going to perform is going to be remain steady or, you know, it's going to act the same at the range as it is when you're taking the shot in the field. Well, I think that's super important, right? Mm -hmm. Think about it like this. When a guy sights in his rifle for hunting season, he probably shoots through a box of 20, 20 bullets. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing he goes through those rounds pretty quick, meaning that barrel is going to be pretty hot. So I would say that his zero with a hot barrel isn't going to be maybe the same zero as when he's out in the field, he's on day seven of the hunt, and he finally fires around. What I'm saying is I say that to say this, that there could be a false sense of zero for that individual mm-hmm. who cited. I'm, we're talking a non-proof guy, right? Like just a regular run of the joe, grabs a factory off the shelf, whatever. There's a false sense that he's really achieved zero because he got that barrel so stinking hot when he thought he finally got cited in that by the time he shoots cold bore, he's really not zeroed. And I don't know how much impact shift there would be there. And there maybe it's not super significant, especially at a close range shot. But I mean, if he was shooting anything farther than four or 500 with, I would think that would mean something or matter. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as a hunter, you, you want to be as, uh, make as ethical as kill as possible. So you want to be, you want the confidence that your barrel is going to stay put. You're going to get the same point of impact, you know, over successive shots. So even if, you know, general hunting scenarios, maybe you're only taking one shot, what do I care about thermal stability of the barrel? Well, occasionally you get a situation where you, you, even if you may, do make a good shot, you might decide to take a second shot just to make sure that, you know, the animal looks like it's going to get up. I don't want it to get away. I don't want it to be wounded. You take a second shot or even a third in extreme circumstances. So you want, you want to make sure that you're, you know, doing the job that you set out to do and, and having a, a barrel that goes to the same point of impact shot after shot after shot gives you that confidence and to know that you can, get out there and do what you need to do right and and who has hours and hours to wait for barrels to cool down while you're at the range i, I certainly don't i have four kids i have i have a business <laughs> i don't have yeah, that kind of absolutely. time you know especially if you're a hand loader getting to load development you might need to put 20 or 30 shots you know down a barrel um in a single session you know to, to get that data that you need right i mean from what i'm hearing these these barrels just help you become a more efficient hunter not not efficient in the sense of killing game because they certainly do that but also getting ready preparing yeah they help you with time i've never really thought of it like that until you said that ben Mm -hmm. and maybe back up just a little bit like why would you want a carbon barrel maybe that we've talked about some of these advantages from a thermal perspective and basically what how i describe this in a nutshell is that 
you're getting the, the same lightweight you would get with a thin pencil barrel, but you're getting all the performance that you expect from like a heavy target barrel. So it's, it's literally the best of both worlds. You're, you're getting that lightweight that you, you know, that hunters demand that you need when you're going to the backcountry. The ounces are pounds and pounds equal pain sort of uh, rationale, you know, so we're saving you all that weight, but you're getting that, all that performance you need. In, in addition to that, I mean, these, these barrels are also incredibly durable. You get into these, you know, if you are on a horseback or you're backpacking or whatever, accidents happen. You drop your rifle, you fall on it when you're scrambling up a hill. And the these carbon barrels, our carbon barrels in particular, are incredibly durable. They're scratch and abrasion resistance. And even if you do manage to nick or scratch the carbon on it, those outer layers are there to protect the inner layers uh, that are actually doing the work on the barrel. Right. Okay. That's what I was just going to ask. How's that going to affect shooting? Yeah, absolutely none. I mean, that's the only time we see one of our barrels or one of our guns come back, you know, for repair uh, is if like a horse rolled on it or something. Right. And it's probably not the barrel, right? It's probably more the gun. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. We've definitely, they can take a beating. I think there's, there's even videos out there on YouTube, I think of guys... I don't know why you want to do it, but there's videos out there of guys beating them on cinder blocks and everything else. <laughs> so they Screwing can take on it a, back on a action and uh, shooting them, huh? Yep. That's crazy. That's good to know that that carbon's there to not only help with heat distribution, uh, dissipate heat, but also to protect that inner core. And that's where that's where all the work's done in that bore, essentially, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Because me as a backcountry mule deer hunter, I'm, I'm looking to shave my toothbrush. I'm looking at pack options every year on how I can get a lighter, stronger pack. I'm looking at sleeping bags, tents. I'm always trying to figure out how I can get lighter. And so your rifle's definitely got to be a recipe there. You want something that's lightweight but still shootable. I think that's why carbon is the best solution. So you, you talked a little bit about the process and, and how you do that. Can you talk about how carbon's just not carbon? I mean, what can, what can you say about that, Ben? It's like, oh, I got a carbon barrel. I'm good. Yeah, for sure. Well, whose carbon barrel is it? You know, okay, so why does that matter? First of all, there's carbon fiber is not all the same, depending on the material that you use to make into carbon fiber and the method that you do it, you get different properties within the fiber. Some some fiber uh, is stiffer and stronger. Some is better thermal conductivity. And there's kind of a wide range there. With steel, most steels, especially that are used for barrels, are all fairly similar on properties. But carbon can have a wide variety there. And then when we start talking about resins, that gets even, there's even more variety there. So our barrels are, everything is specifically selected for this application, the carbon and the resin and the steel. We've got a couple of PhDs on staff that came out of the Air Force research facilities and stuff like that. They, for their entire career, have been developing high temperature composites for aerospace. Think, you know, F-35, the B-2 bomber, you know, satellites, things like that. So these guys know their stuff. They know the, you know, the right materials for the applications. We're able to select the perfect or the best materials we can find to go into our barrels. So that's the start of it. The second is how you how you design the liner and the carbon composite that goes on the barrel. We've got a lot of horsepower, you know, engine horsepower here to, to design these barrels for purpose. The liner is designed to support the, the pressure of the of the round being fired just by itself, but we we actually make it as, as light as we possibly can while still being safe. And then we wrap the carbon fiber back on top of that. That just further increases the strength and the durability of the barrel. And how you apply the carbon fiber is, is important too. 
you look at, you know, some barrels, they've got kind of a carbon fiber weave. If you're looking at, used to looking at automotive parts or other things with carbon fiber, they have kind of a, looks like a cloth type of appearance where right. the fibers are running two different directions. So the easiest way is just to take your barrel and roll it up like a cigar with that and cure it out. And Hey, look, I've got a carbon fiber barrel. What we do is we take carbon fiber filament. It's basically like a yarn full of thousands and thousands of carbon fiber strands uh-huh. that goes through a resin bath to get wetted out. And then we spin the barrel and wind this carbon back and forth across on the barrel to build up the layers. So that allows us to, you know, like I said, wind in our tension. So we get that high fraction of carbon in the barrel. We also allows us to change the angle of the carbon in the layers as we build them up. So by changing those angles, we change the overall properties of the composite when it's complete. So that's really important. One of the ways that we take advantage of this ability to change the properties is we match the coefficient of thermal expansion of the carbon to the steel along the barrel. So as your barrel heats up, it tries to expand, it tries to get longer. Right. We've engineered the carbon to expand at the same rate along the barrel. So the carbon gets longer at the same rate as the steel. So as your barrel heats and cools up with environmental changes or you know firing, it doesn't start inducing stress in the barrel that might cause it to bend one way or the other and pull your shot one way or the other. So and that's just one example of how the care that we take to, to match wow. the materials to the application and then engineer those materials, you know, into the barrel. That must have taken a lot of uh, development to get yeah. those to behave, two different properties behave and, and cooperate together like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, we do, we, we've got a lot of engineering horsepower here. We also have, we do an, an exceptional amount of testing to all of our products to make sure they perform to our standards and, you know, our customers' standards. So I think we're, we're kind of, I would say a solid kind of Gen 2 in our carbon fiber technology. So you're in that second phase, meaning you're in that second phase? Correct. We've, we've okay. gone through at least one complete redesign and rethink of, of how we do the carbon wrap. And I think we're kind of getting on the cusp, cusp of doing that again. We've got a lot of uh, research projects going with the uh, U.S. military for like medium cal stuff. Uh-huh. And I say medium cal, I mean like 25, 30, 50 millimeter, you know, like big, big guns. So with those projects, we're taking a really, really deep dive into how we design the barrels and barrel design and stuff like that. And as we get farther along in those projects, a lot of those ideas, these things that we're learning, um, these new design techniques are going to start trickling into our other products as well. So we're continuing to push that, push the technology. That's awesome. I feel like there's no, like, we're staying the same. It's either you're getting better or you're getting worse. And it sounds like you guys are definitely always trying to get better. And that's why I like you guys. Yeah, absolutely. You're not constantly testing it and experimenting and, and trying to make your product better than you're losing because someone else out there is, is doing it. Yep. We're, um, you know, there, we have more than our fair share of uh, gun nuts and enthusiasts around here. So sometimes we're our own worst critics. So we're always pushing ourselves to do better, try to find the flaws in everything that we do and, and try to eliminate those and continue to improve. And I think that's a big part of why we've been successful and people are you know putting tr- their trust in our brand and everything is, is that we go to that extra mile to keep pushing ahead. All right, guys, be sure to also check out Basemap Pro, live location sharing, 3D maps for iOS, Hunt Wind. I like to use Hunt Wind and place wind cones at the top of draws. And then check the wind before I head up the draw so I know how to approach these ridges. It's not just a white tail feature. So they're privy to hundreds of thousands of weather stations across the U.S. And it's going to get you hyper accurate wind data so you know how to approach the wind in the morning and the evening. So basemap.com forward slash Freak. Get Basemap Pro and take 20% off. 
So when you finish a barrel, what kind of testing does it go through? Can you speak to that real quick? You guys have done the process, the proprietary things, we'll call it, that you do. How do you know it's ready to go? Yeah, so we, we don't necessarily test every barrel because a lot of our product goes out as barrel blank, you know, so it's not finished out and onto a gun yet. Sure, but, but, but how do you make sure everything got put together correctly? Well, we have, so proof is, and I'll get a little, little more technical on you, we're AS9100 certified, which some people may be more familiar with like an ISO 9000, 9001. AS9100 is like that on steroids. It's, it's a quality system that we, quality standard that we have comply with voluntarily. It specifies the methods that you use for absolutely everything you do. Everything has to be documented. You've got to have processes for everything. You have to follow your processes and document it. And that, that includes everything from manufacturing processes to how we do our design and development projects, to how we take orders, to how we handle customer returns and, and things like that. And so we've developed all these quality processes that are compliant with this AS9100, you know, so that makes sure that we're doing everything that we possibly can to ma- maintain our quality level. And then we do go through an audit every year where somebody comes in, a third party comes in and goes through gets all in our business and uh, goes through absolutely everything to make sure we're still in compliance with that standard. Wow. So it seems like a lot of work just to carry that certification. It is absolutely work. And it's not that our, any of our customers require that. Like they don't require us to be AS9100, but they do see the benefits of that in the quality of our products. So that by going through all that effort, it ensures that we're making the products to the process that we set out to make them with. We're checking the quality at each step in the manufacturing process, um, you know, the operator does his operation and he's checking his own work against standards that we have internally and make sure that he's not passing problems down the line and those problems don't get to the customer. So we're at every step of the way from taking the order to shipping, we're checking ourselves and following the process and documenting what we do to make sure that we have a repeatable process every time. So when we do a carbon barrel design, we design the barrel, we thoroughly test that design out to make sure that it, everything works like we want it to, meets our standards, and then we have this quality process in place to make sure that we can manufacture that barrel the same over and over and over and over again. Right. And that's for consistency and repeatability. I mean, yep. th- that's the hardest part is it's making the same one the exact same, right? Yeah. In a firearm, very, very small differences matter. And a lot of that kind of goes into the folklore of firearms where you got, hey, I've got a gun that shoots great. A buddy bought the same exact gun and it doesn't shoot so great. Or maybe it likes this time by ammo and not this other type of ammo because there's small minute differences between those guns and that ammo that add up, that make a difference. And so by maintaining these high quality standards, we can almost guarantee that you know, every barrel is going to perform every single time and every gun we make is going to perform. Absolutely. So I just want to make a quick hunting parallel for folks listening we spend all this time scouting right all this money on tags all this money on equipment this time away from our work wives family and then finally find this buck or bull of a lifetime and just to screw it up or miss or have one of your most important things fell in in your weapon i mean that's why we go to great lengths to have the best equipment to be able to get the job done. And mm-hmm. it's for things like you just said, repeatability, consistency, having the same barrel perform the exact same every single time, repeating processes. It all translates to success if you're a backcountry hunter like myself into the field. And why does this matter? Because it ultimately dictates 
a lot of times your success. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't tell you how many animals I've killed that maybe I shouldn't have killed just because either I perfected my craft or, or had the best equipment, the best barrels, the best rifles, the best bullets. And it's obviously you got to do all the things you can to get you there and cross your T's and dot your I's. But it's, it's why these things matter. Yeah. yeah. Confidence in your equipment does. It, it equals success when you're in the field. Absolutely. I'm glad you said that, Nate, because you just reminded me. And Seth and I on, on our Hornady podcast talked about this. Confidence kills. And if you believe that your weapon will get the job done, all you have to do is find the animal. That's all you got to do. If you can find the animal, you'll know you'll make, you'll make the shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, what more can you ask for? All you got to do is find the animal, which is not easy, but at least you don't have to worry about the shot. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's enough variables to throw into a hunt already. You know, why, why throw in another and not be confident, you know, with your equipment? There's no point in, in adding that element to it, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. I think I, when, when we're just, I just went off on a tangent there. It wasn't really a tangent. It was just, it was more like testimony of just mm-hmm. how important barrels are and, and carbon fiber barrels, especially when you're a backcountry hunter. But I remember when I was 16, 17 years old, I loved hunting, but I loved football. Being a high school athlete, you know, there wasn't a lot of time to hunt, especially with how involved I was with athletics. So me and my grandpa took the horses. We went up Ogden. And Ogden Canyon, we were hunting elk, and we found just a slammer bull opening day, October 6th. And this big bull's rutting. And like I said, I was probably 16, 17 years old. I think I was a junior. And so I would have been, yeah, 16. This bull's rutting. And I remember thinking, Grandpa, we had these old Browning A-bolt 30-06s, right? Who knows? Whatever, whatever bullets we found in the drawer is what we had. You know, I didn't even own a rangefinder at the time. I hardly knew what one was. Heck, I couldn't even afford one. And uh, I was just a lonely little cow milker because I grew up on a family dairy there in, in Weber County. But I'm like, no idea how far this bull is. No idea what bullet's in here. No idea how this this gun's going to shoot. That is, it's look how far we've come <laughs> mm-hmm. is, is my point. And now we're talking about re- repeatability and, and heat dis- dispensation and, and heat distribution and carbon. I mean, it's just crazy to think what, what I could have done then with my knowledge that I have now and how mm-hmm. far we've all come and not only as hunters, but manufacturing. Yep. Um, it, it ultimately dictates higher success. That's awesome. So, so now proof's the only carbon company, carbon fiber barrel company that is used by the U.S. military, correct? Yep, that is correct. We've always had connections with some of the, uh, you know, tier one type of, you know, groups in the U.S. military, you know, and a lot of those guys have some more freedom to get the equipment that they think they need uh, when they need it. So we've been uh, supporting those guys for, for years and years and years now. And based on their experience, you know, we've been able to kind of expand that footprint. We're now working with some fairly major small arms suppliers for the Department of Defense. You know, so working with those firearms manufacturers to get our, our barrels on, adopted on some weapon systems. So, you know, that's just a testament to, to the performance and the durability of the barrels that these guys are the best are spending their own money to get these gun, uh, barrels on their guns. And they've been so successful that there's been several, several solicitations that have gone out, you know, hey, we want a new gun to do this. And, oh, yeah, it's got to have a proof carbon barrel on it. And we're happy to support those guys and work with them. We've got not only the the technology that goes into our commercial commercial barrels, we also have developed some some more radical stuff for the for the military guys. We've got 
two or three levels of resin higher than our standard commercial fare, you know, for when you're getting into, you know, the super high temp stuff, when the guys, when the, the requirements are to, Hey, we need to be able to have a, a rifle survive when a guy dumps his full load out of ammunition through it within a, you know, a minute or two. Oh, wow. Things like that. We've, we've got to be able to survive those situations. So we have um, some carbon wrap and resin technology that is suited for that. Also for the super precision bolt action sniper rifle type applications, we've got some special wraps that we do that increase the stiffness of the barrel even further over what the, our standard commercial fare is. And, you know, to give, to give these guys the absolute best technology we have to help them do their job. That's awesome. So back in manufacturing, what percentage of barrels go out for say tactical military hunting and let's say your match rifle stuff, PRS type stuff? Yeah, much of it is on the side in terms of on the military side of things, you know, so much of that goes on kind of with what Ben said earlier about like we have a full team of engineers on board, like so much of that is on the our research and development side of things. You know, I mean, we make those products. Most of what's going through our production line is for our end consumers. But the things that Ben's mentioning, you know, those are very they're specialized projects and things that yep do kind of funnel through. It's hard to give like a percentage of what is, but they fall more into our research and development side of things. Yeah. But the vast majority of barrels we make are for the commercial market. And that's where we focus most. The, the military stuff comes in fits and spurts. So it's a, it's 50 barrels here, a couple hundred barrels here. Gotcha. So we take care of that when it shows up, but, but by no means is our, is our biggest part of the business. Um, there's just some companies in the firearms industry that, their focus is military and sometimes at the debt, at the cost of their con- consumer side of the business. Right. But that's, that's not the case. We're the commercial stuff's our bread and butter, but we can, it gets the benefit of all our experience and the knowledge we gain doing the military side of things. No, that's awesome. I, I think it only probably helps you become a better commercial company doing the military stuff just due to the demand of quality that they, I would assume they expect. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, I get people all the time, Eric, I want to build a rifle. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm thinking. I'm like, man, I'm of the philosophy, proof's a premium brand, okay? Buy once, cry once. Don't skimp on your barrel, okay? If you're not going to buy a full proof rifle and you just want to take a barrel, a proof barrel, and build off components off of that, take it to a smith. Mm -hmm. A barrel is, in my opinion, now Ben, you tell me if I'm wrong here, is the most foundational piece that you can start with because that's where all your accuracy is going to come from. It's important. So there's to, to have an accurate rifle, everything has to be right. Because if any one thing is wrong, then that's going to cause problems. So the, the barrel absolutely has to be has to be good. But you also have to have a good you have to have a good action. You've got to have a stock that supports that action very well and that's vetted properly. So all those all those things kind of add up. But but the barrel is is foundational to all that. Yeah. So don't skimp, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. the long and short of it don't skimp i mean the, the so, barrel yeah and i think you know something that's so cool is nowadays gone are kind of the days of it, it's easier than ever to build a custom rifle you know i mean so many different components out there i grew up hunting you know my my hunting experience was as a kid was growing up using savage 110 and but nowadays i mean you can can literally build a rifle how you want. The customization and stuff is there. Yeah, a lot of our product goes out as a barrel blank, which your gunsmith can fit one of our barrel blanks to just about any you know any bolt action rifle that's out there. 
but we, in the last uh, couple of years, we've gotten really big into the kind of prefit game. So what, what a prefit barrel is, is there's, there's some actions out there that, that hold very tight tolerances, you know, as far as headspace and, and, and a few other critical dimensions. So that allows us to make a barrel holding very tight tolerances on our end that when you put our barrel onto that action, we can guarantee that the barrel is going to headspace properly to the action and be safe to shoot, but also shoot accurately. So like Nate said, the building a custom gun, you can almost, if you're buying quality parts, you, you can piece one together easier than ever uh, and be confident that the, the outcome is going to be what you want it to be. So that's whether you're, like you mentioned, we haven't talked about it too much, but we make exceptionally nice, you know, premium quality firearms. You know, we make all the stocks and barrels here in house, super lightweight, as good as we can make them. But then we also supply, you know, barrel blanks, prefit barrels, and even stocks now as a separate product. So you can piece that custom rifle together to get exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. A little bit about those stocks is uh, you, you guys are actually producing those now. That's correct. Yeah. We make them all from uh, raw carbon fiber in-house. They're 100% carbon fiber. They're all the art design uh, and we do everything in-house. Uh, we've got a, the first, the first stock that we've got out there is what we call a, a lightweight mountain hunter. So it's that super lightweight backcountry stock. I think most, most of the stocks and with a one inch, nice generous one inch butt pad, they, they run about 18 or 19 ounces. Uh, for the stock. So, and that's the same, same technology that goes into our rifles. Um, so you get a super lightweight stock that fits just about any Remington 700, you know, style of action. Yeah. And we're looking to add, add more models to that before even the end of the year. So, yeah, I was just going to ask that Are you guys are eventually going to come out with some more models there. sounds like. Yeah. We, we continue, people look at our rifles, they continue to ask us, Hey, where can I get that stock? <laughs> stock is that? And we're like, well, this, this is our stock. We make it. And within the next year, you know, year or two, we're going to have more models of our stocks out there. They're all going to be that super lightweight carbon construction, but also incredibly durable. The, the way we mold our stocks is a little different than most people do it. There's actually carbon in the barrel channel as well. So your forend has carbon both on the sides and through the barrel channels. So they're incredibly rigid, uh, incredibly strong stocks while still at a very, very lightweight. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. I see comments all the time. Where can I get that stock? You know, like, yeah. Yeah, for, for a lot of years, it's like, you can't buy one of our rifles. Then you can get the stock. We, that lightweight mount hunter, we actually gave that away for the Kyrgyzstan giveaway. So I actually had it in my office for, for quite some time staring at it before we gave that thing away. So... It is an incredibly nice stock. No, this was a this was a very uh, very great discussion, guys. I love the barrels. Obviously, shot them for years and years. I get questions on them all the time. All carbon fiber is not created equal. What what is the advantage of a proof carbon fiber barrel? Why carbon fiber? And I think this more or less kind of sums it up and helps people tie some loose ends together and, and make some connections in their minds so that when they put together a build. It makes a little bit more sense for them. And at the end of the day, it's, it's ultimately up to you to make that shot. But I can tell you this, any time that not only you're perfecting your craft and your equipment, you're going to become more successful. And that's what proof is. And at the end of the day, when it boils down to that shot on that buck of a lifetime, you want to make sure you have the right equipment for it because you may never, never have that opportunity again. And I'll never take that for granted. You never know if you're going to have another season, another hunt, you know, life's crazy. Uh, the state of the world is kind of a little bit crazy right now. And these hunts are so important to me. And especially where now I've turned them into journal entries where I video them and post them online for the world to see. Uh, the hunt means a lot to me. And so having the right equipment to get me there, it means everything. 
And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make a sales pitch here. I'm, I'm getting emotional about it because these hunts are that important to me. They mean so much to me because it's so much sacrifice away from family uh, work to be able to go up there and do uh, Granted, yes, I love to do this, but I mean, mm-hmm. it, it becomes like this almost spiritual thing for me, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah we're, we're super, super proud to be a part of that, you know, not just for you, but for, you know, for all our customers and everybody out there. That's, we, we love hearing that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Nate, do you got anything else? Any teasers for us? What's coming down the marketing channel? <laughs> um, I don't really have anything, any teasers really. I'll say just kind of be on the lookout. We will be rolling out with some new products and yep. definitely check out our Instagram and all our social channels. And yeah, we'll be rolling out some new product here. And we always have things in the works. <laughs> always, always innovating, right? Yep. All right, guys. Well, thanks for taking the time. Be sure to check out Proof Research on Instagram. Uh, Be sure to check them out on Facebook. Visit their website. uh, Check out some of their dealers for barrels. We also carry some of their barrels. And then also you can check out our YouTube channel. I have several different builds, full proof rifle builds. I have also some custom builds highlighting the proof barrels in various calibers. Check them out on our YouTube channel at Muley Freak. Thanks again, guys, for joining us, and we'll catch you on the next one.